win a cricket game. Yeah. With Bangladesh, it always feels it. It is always one team that turns up, and yeah. Bangladesh almost always forget that they have to be competitive to stay relevant in this sport. Uh, sometimes you look at the Bangladesh team and it feels like some players have turned up, kiye hai, but mm-hmm. as a team, they've forgotten to turn up. You yeah. look at their swagger when they're in the field and you think, yeah, you know, this time, this time they've got something to offer. Like, for example, when they came into bowl, the bowlers had a real good feel about them. But when mm-hmm. they came to it just looked like a lackluster performance. Uh, for example, Nitin Das hits a couple of cover drives and all of a sudden it feels like this is probably the flattest deck ever. And then he chases a ball, which is the 7th stump, 7th stump ball, and he mm-hmm. goes after to nick it. You know, it's 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 just unfortunate. Um, it was a good game, great game for Pakistan. To be honest, yeah. I got my three wishes that I said last time, if you remember. Pakistan to win, Babur to fail, Fakhar to fail. Come Sunday, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you said you wouldn't mind Fakhar failing. That's true. And now we've started. So, welcome to the second episode of the well, Final Legs know. podcast. So, this is kind of a I know, I, I, know I don't look alive. I know I don't look alive. You've been making fun of me for it. But uh, I, I do think that that was not the best game of cricket to watch. Which is no, why probably... It I, I, I know everybody says, wow, what a complete performance and everything. Yes, I know Pakistan is bowling. You know, they've, they've got it. They've, they've just got it right at the moment. They're in the right headspace. They're bowling the perfect lens. But Bangladesh just played poor cricket. Like... Shakib and Mushfiqar in the middle when they had a partnership going, them yeah. to throw it away, the lower middle, lower to middle order blown away, the top order blown away. It just felt like there was no cohesion in in, in that innings. It yeah. felt like they were playing on a different wicket in the middle, and then it felt like they had no answers to anything. Fahim Ashraf looked menacing on that wicket. Yeah. That tells you a lot about Bangladesh. Fahim Ashraf is not supposed to be menacing. He was bowling length. He was basically bowling length deliveries. There was not a lot of movement. And Bangladesh looked stuck. So, yeah, all in all, a very average game. Um, but Pakistan won. So, we're happy, I guess. Yeah, well, even Shakib uh, rules that Bangladesh were very poor at batting. I mean, uh, Mushfiq Rahman and Shakib did their best. I know you have a problem with Shafiq. Uh, no, sorry, Shakib. But, I mean, he did pretty well. I mean, he, he, he did have a few I mean, good shots there. It, it depends what we call, uh, you know, what we would call successful. He got dropped. Oh, he got dropped, actually. So, Naseem mm. Shah dropped him. He dropped him with a cotton ball. He yeah. played and missed it quite a few at the start. I don't think it was a flowing innings. But at the end of the day, he, he got a 50, so you've got to give it to him. But that yeah. 50 came at a time when the chips were down. And then yeah. he was never able to recover from it. And mm-hmm. at no point it looked like he was going to run away with the game. Yeah. You know? But to even be fair, Fakhar was also dropped. But he didn't do much of it. Fakhar, I know. He's out of it. Fakhar is poorly out of it. He looks yeah. all over the place. ball I don't know. I think it was the fourth or the fifth over. It was a proper, drivable, spanking, cover drive ball. And you're just looking at it and going, yeah, this guy doesn't look like he's in it. He's yeah. constantly overthinking it. He's overcomplicating his technique. He's unsure where to play his shots. But that's okay. Because I feel like he needs to, get, he needs to go through this patch before the World Cup. 
mm-hmm. instead of them going into the World Cup with this sort of uh, uh, with this sort of an inning from uh, Fakhir. Also, I think the wicket wasn't what we expected it to be, which is why well, I'm sorry, I'm just switching topics and I'm going straight into nah, the wicket. We expected when we were the last podcast, it felt like we thought it would be a flat deck, there'd be a lot of runs. Yeah. Even though everybody is still saying there should have been a lot of runs, um, and Pakistan made it look like they could have probably chosen something that was around 260 or 270 even, but this was not a traditional Lahore wicket that we've been used to seeing over the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, the wicket was holding a little bit. It was a little up and down. Barbaras and dismissal in the second innings. The ball mm-hmm. kept low. So more or less, not a flat deck. It was a bit tricky. Mm-hmm. But if if either if either of the two teams If one of the two teams had to do well, we thought that Bangladesh would do well. They were batting first. They had the advantage. And But, they played uh, their last game in Lahore. Yes, they did. And honestly, I thought it was 240 um, or uh, uh, 340 PP score could be scored if Pakistan bat first. Um, But... Uh-huh. Yeah, but even if they batted second, it was 194 in 39.3 overs. So, for those of you who don't know the scorecard, it's it's uh, uh, Bangladesh 193, uh, Pakistan 194 for three in 39.3 overs. Uh, Bangladesh was obviously all bowled out at 38.4 overs. The uh, highest performers were Mushfiqur Rahman at 64 on 87 balls. Shakibul Hassan at 50 uh, 53 runs on 57 balls and then the um then then you know Haris Rauf there was nothing else Rauf, really. <laughs> 4 for 19 <laughs> and 6 overs the seam shot yeah, 3 Rauf for 34 Rauf looked impressive like you know twice yeah. he got two wickets in an over Shurume he got a couple of wickets take over me then he came back he had a couple of wickets again uh again i think when we when you look at the scorecard uh, it looks like rauf did the most damage nasim shah got wickets the one crucial wicket that broke the partnership was actually fahim ashraf yes he came in for okay. nawaz and he got shakib's wicket he tried pulling him because he thought he's probably the bowler he wants to go after in this bowling mm-hmm. lineup yeah yeah gave his wicket away so fahim was again i think it was a great inclusion Pakistan might actually be sticking with this. I think this formula is a little better for Pakistan because Nawaz is not turning the ball. Shadar is not turning the ball. You can't have both of them in the same spot. And Fahim Ashraf gives them that left, left-handed batsman in the lower order. And he's somebody who bowls space. He bowls line and length. Uh, he might go for runs on, on a flatter deck. Uh, but on a wicket like this, I think it was a masterstroke. I think having him in was absolutely perfect. Uh, but I mean, minus the fielding, which Shadab is great at. Shadab was the most expensive bowler. Uh, no, uh, barring Shaheen, uh, he he was the second most expensive bowler in that inning at 35 runs uh, in seven overs. Shaheen had 42, but he also had seven overs. Uh, he also had maiden. So, uh, I mean, it's uh, tough I to think, give a call. I think at the end of the day, you have to look at Shaheen as a wicket-taking option. He is somebody who's going to bowl full, right? Mm-hmm. He's somebody who's going to try and swing the ball at the start, and he will yeah. go for runs. If the ball is not swinging, if the ball doesn't land at the right spot, he's always going to go for runs because he is that attacking option. So, I think that Shaheen can yeah. probably judge that way. But similarly, Shadab is a leg spinner. He yeah. is also that attacking option that you're going with. You're expecting the ball to turn. He's going to try and drop the ball fuller. He's not going to bowl short because as soon as he drops short, he's going to go for runs. 
But similarly, if he can't land the ball properly, he's going to go for runs. Both those bowlers are attacking options, which is why I don't mind them going for six six runs and over is okay. It's acceptable in one-day cricket, especially on a wicket like Lahore. It's not it's not the end of the world. But at the end of the day, Shadab is now building a patch where he's played three or four games, and you consist so the three games against Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Then the game against India, the game against Nepal, even though you got four wickets against Nepal, but you were playing against Nepal, so you've got to sort of not give it the same sort of mileage. And then mm-hmm. the game against Bangladesh, he just hasn't been able to turn the ball. And uh, we have to recognize that. Well, the interesting thing here is that Shaheen uh, Afridi got hit for five fours and one six. Shadab Khan only got hit for three fours in seven overs. But still, he got... That's an interesting uh, start. An interesting yes. start, Rappi. Uh, yeah. So, well, how do we interpret that? I'm, I'm thinking... He's my, for it's, it's, my, my clock is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it's easy to milk him for singles, right? The ball turn the aura and he's landing it on length or he's landing yeah. it a little fuller. It's easy to knock him for a single because the field is spread as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Aga Salman because... got really um, hit in his single over at he 11 runs. Running, he? He, got, yeah. he got two fours in one over. <laughs> to be honest, I remember that over. I remember, I think, Mishpikur, I think it was a lap sweep maratha behind mm-hmm. uh, backward square. Mm-hmm. And I think Shakib drove him straight right uh, on top of his hands. And yeah. uh, I think though boundaries were so over. I, I, I do think Salman Ali Aga is a good bowler if you want him for a three-four over spell, but it the the real surprise in the bowling was Iftikhar. Mm, the guy came yeah. in and he actually bowled slower. So again, there's an interesting point that we should probably talk about. Shadar is bowling quick at the moment. Yeah, he's bowling in that 90-95 kph mark at the moment, which is why he's dropping it short. He's bowling it full. It's he's not giving the ball enough air time for it to actually turn. Mm-hmm. Similarly, when Aga comes on to bowl, he tries to dart the ball. He doesn't give the ball air, which is why the ball does not grip. The ball does mm-hmm. not turn. It's straight balls. And you're relying heavily on your line and length. The That's, moment yeah. you miss it, you are either going to ne- get knocked for a single or you're going to get picked for a boundary. If Tahar read the wicket much better than both of those ballers, he was yeah. bowling it slower. He was in that 75 to 85 kph range. He was dropping the ball on a fuller length, but he was doing it with the guile. He was giving it more air. Ball properly length per drop, okay. Drift, it was able to turn as well. And yeah. I think uh, that's uh, you need those kind of bowlers, but it also gave us another advantage that we've got three three spinners in the squad without Nawaz. Yeah, well, that's spot, three on. Bo- that's spot on. Uh, the stats reflect that as well. Uh, Iftikhar had five overs. He only got uh, he had no fours, no boundaries in his five yep. overs, and the total run count was twenty, uh, which is four. And he picked uh, up Shamim's over. wicket. He, he's probably uh, the yes. only wicket in the innings that was picked up by a spinner. Uh, yes, that's that is right. Uh, Shamim taken at square leg. That's correct. Yes. Um, so absolutely spot on with that analysis. Finally, our podcast mein analysis is good. Yeah, it's only the second one. I think I think we have to be. We have to be nicer to ourselves. Yes, yes. But inshallah, aista aista, hum aista aista ja ke puri analysis ka ek chart banayenge. Jab hum video pe apni shakal banayenge, I'm working on it. Uh, I'm going to the gym every day uh, just so that, you know, uh, when millions of just people... Just tell me when we're doing it so I can actually wash my face the next time. 
and you you're washing your face ek ek buffer rakh le bathroom mein floor wala aane mein bhi ye sahi baat hai yaar matlab honestly it is dreadful at the moment main to shukr ada kar raha hu mujhe muni lona padta <laughs> yeah but, but yeah um, it uh, the analysis actually was spot on and uh, 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 very very good with that mere paas bhi ek analysis hai which i have looked at so the scene presentation of uh, the fast bowlers for bangladesh because you never analyze them because they're not as hot as, as the pakistani bowlers so all three of them taskeen hasan and shoriful Uh, they were all using that seam effectively going you know the movements of the spin were uh, seam was spot on uh, spot on and at any stage of the match they were uh, on point with their bowling they don't have that speed they might not have that experience but they did have um, uh, the ability to build up pressure on the pakistani team and i mean uh, they did get some i mean they did get wickets they got three wickets right was it um the uh, yes so from um, in the, the first power, power play they had uh, uh, 37 runs for pakistan with one wicket and uh, then we have a floodlight failure and whatever and then you know then they got two wickets um, in in the second power play um even though You're the right. run count yeah the run count wasn't there but i mean their their bowlers did pretty well i'm actually impressed with um yeah, well, uh, impressive and again i think a lot has changed like we have got to sort of recognize uh traditionally bangladesh have never had tall fast bowlers yeah and this is the first time you're seeing shuriful and taskeen both tall bowlers one's yeah. a left arm swing bowler which is shuriful and then you've got taskeen who's a right arm seam bowler so they're mm-hmm. both different which sort of uh, uh, goes back to the pakistan bowling attack we've got shaheen who's a swing bowler he's a tall left arm swing bowler who's able to bring the ball back into the right handers and then we've got naseem starting with him who relies predominantly on seam but he's able to swing the ball as well uh aur dusri baat jo aap the the thing that you just said ke dono ki pace bhi achhi hai like they both yeah. bowl in that 140 range they're both able to swing and seam the ball in that 140 kph range yeah. at that pace being able to swing the ball and having that advantage of height I definitely think they've got a much uh, better attack than a team like, for example, Afghanistan in this tournament. Afghanistan ke paas is tarah ke bowlers nahi hai. When it comes to seam bowling, they've got great spinners, but they don't have a seam attack. Bangladesh, on the other hand, great seam attack. I think respect mm-hmm. to them. Hassan, uh, I mean, he's a new bowler. He's a, he's a young kid. I think he's twenty yeah, one he or twenty two, and he bowled very very decently. And even though they only picked up three wickets in that innings, Imam had three reviews against him. you know yeah. imam survived two leg like, before calls because they ch- pitched just outside like stump the, yeah he yeah, was the pitch was uh, off uh, exactly he was not pitching in the stumps but interesting what i think it dono dafa imam was falling off you could see that mm-hmm. he kept falling off his balance was not there and that's the difference between an imam and fakhr like i think dono out of form but fakhr is unable to contain himself through the difficult period and come out on top Imam on the other hand it feels like he uh, he rides the wave basically he goes through the difficult phases mm. without trying to throw his wicket away puts a bigger price on his wicket and carries through and eventually gets runs shuru mein i think imam ka strike rate was well below 60s and 70s he was batting at 50% strike rate but by the time he yeah, ends he and if i'm not wrong i think he was 78 of 84 when he got out if i'm not yeah, wrong he was 
Yeah. Uh, so Imamul Haq uh, was 78 runs uh, uh, for 84 balls with five fours and four sixes. And he has played Agriska uh, wagon wheel lake, so it's it's all across the ground. So it's not just one region. So he's played pretty well. His productive uh, shot good. was the pull shot on which he scored 28 runs. Um, four fours and they two tried, sixes on tried, the pull shot. Uh, those, they tried rushing him at the top. I think the scheme tried rushing him into the pull shot uh, mm-hmm. because he thought he was late on the balls on his stumps. But I think he was very comfortable on the back foot. Front foot, pe he was struggling. I feel like as soon as the ball was pitched up and it was moving, he would fall off. He would lose his balance. But as soon as the ball was dropped short, I think that is where he was very comfortable. But again, credit to him. He, I think he pulled through a, a stage where he was not getting runs. The balance was off, but he was able to go through that situation and come out getting runs. Um, yeah, I mean, most, technically, if you... Uh, if you uh-huh. The, uh, the um, most runs he scored uh, was off Mehdi Hassan Miraz, which was 26 runs. Um, uh, Mehdi Hassan Miraz, if I'm not wrong, is a... Spinner. Is a right-arm off spinner. He's a right-arm yes, off-spinner, yeah. very similar to Aga and Iftikhar because he doesn't really turn the ball. But again, mm-hmm. that also tells you. See, we always criticize Pakistani spinners, but every time we've played spinners, we have to see that the other team has spinners in wicket. When we were talking mm-hmm. about the Afghanistan game in the last podcast, Pakistani spinners were not getting wickets going for runs. Well, so did Afghanistan spinners. Similarly, yeah. in mm-hmm. this game, Shakib was negligible. There was no effect from Shakib when he was bowling. The left mm-hmm. spin. To be honest, he was even reluctant to bring himself on to bowl. I don't think he bowled until the 23rd or the 24th over. Uh, Mehdi Hassan Miraj, he was not turning the ball. He was not getting the ball to grip. And he went for runs as well. So mm-hmm. I just think the kind of wickets we're playing on, there's just not enough turn. So maybe it's not entirely Shadab's fault in Pakistan's case. It's not entirely Nawaz's fault or Aga's fault. I think in wickets per turn, he not. They are just mm-hmm. seamer friendly wickets, and predominantly they're supposed to favor the batsman. Um, well, that's so, on. again. Um, uh, uh Rahman, the uh, performer Rain. for Bangladesh, yeah, he was uh, he scored 25 runs uh, off 27 balls for Shadab, um, which included two fours. Um, so I mean, uh, the most expensive bowler for Pakistan was Shadab in this game, um, by these batsmen. Um, minus Shaheen, I, I guess, the uh, just talking about the spinners. Hmm. So, yeah, Mushfiq Rahman uh, scored 64 runs off 87 balls, just to add that. Fahad, I want to change one thing. Mushfiq Rahman, you have changed it. It's Mushfiq Rahim. میرے just to sort of wrap it up on the Bangladesh-Pakistan game, clinical from Pakistan when they came out to bat, Babur did mm-hmm. not get runs, Fakhar did not get runs, and they still made it look like a breeze. Pakistan yeah. top yeah. four, they are solid. At some point, one of them always seems to get runs. I think the real test would come when none of the top four get runs. Yeah. And if has got a recent century against Nepal, he's got a good form going on as well. 
Aga still in my head is a bit of a tricky spot because I think Saud Shakil is in the squad. Mm-hmm. And having a left-hander in the middle order is not the worst option. So let's see how long they persist with Salman Aga. Because I think that when the wickets turn in India, when it would be a bit more turn, Saud Shakil is a better player of spin compared to Aga. And Saud Shakil can also uh. bowl spin just like Aga. So if you have to use him for 3-4 overs, I think Saud Shakil might not be the worst option. And he might be that final missing puzzle in the team when it comes to the batting order. But again, that's probably mm. something for the next game. In this game, uh, my final two words would be Pakistan clinical, uh, Bangladesh absolute shambles. They won the toss, still managed to lose the game and, and didn't even make a game out of it. Yeah, they did not. But then again, they have two more games. So let's see um, the one coming up tomorrow with Sri Lanka. Uh, what do you think about that? Mira, uh, my, my bet is my, Bangladesh might just win this one. The one yeah, coming up uh, next. Again, I think, uh, and, and, you, and there's good merit to that logic. Because I think that's the reason I think Bangladesh have a better pace attack than Sri Lanka at the moment. Just going off recent performances, I think Bangladesh's pace attack ranks higher than the uh, Sri Lankan pace attack. And if they're going, first of all, I don't know if they get a game. Because they're playing in Colombo and it is supposed to be raining. If it's raining or games shorter, then you can't really predict anything. Then it comes down to the toss as well. Who bats first? Whoever wins the toss obviously starts uh, with an advantage. Because if the games are yeah. going to get curtailed, I think it's going to make a lot of difference. But uh, on these wickets, Premadasa, again, I think we talked about this before we jumped on this. Ke, uh, predominantly, it seems to be bowler-friendly. It seems to have a bit more grass compared to some of the other wickets in Sri Lanka. The ball moves around a little bit. It's not a high-scoring ground. It's an average 250-280 ground batting first. The stats of comparison between batting first and batting second are not massively different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you you said it was 52% batting first and it was 37% batting second. Uh, it's 70, around 75% batting first and uh, 36% batting second. Huh, so we cannot not massively different. So I feel like there's not a massive advantage if yeah. you bat first or second. But at the same time, I think uh, on this wicket, your bowlers are going to make a world of difference. And Bangladesh have a better bowling attack, which is why I would rate them higher. But yeah. Sri Lanka are playing in home conditions. Home conditions. Uh, Colombo yeah. is like they, they, every series they've got a game in Colombo. So they've probably got, they play, played a lot more cricket than anybody else in these grounds. Um, and they've managed to beat Australia last year. They've managed to beat um, uh, one of the big teams, South Africa, India as well, in yeah. in the same ground. So um, I just want this to be a matchup. Please give us a match, this Asia Cup. Honestly, uh, it has been I, just... I, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I think, and again, for the sake of the tournament, I hope one of the teams stays relevant and we get to see a performance which sort of tells us, you know what, if Pakistan and India will so it will be a good game. I yeah. don't want Pakistan and India to have a walkover. We don't want Asia Cup to turn into a Pakistan-India series. Yeah. Even though, ironically, Pakistan and India have not played a final in I don't know how long. Mm. You know? Uh, and in fact, the last holders of the trophy are Sri Lanka as well. So they almost always find a way to scrape in. I also think, so you said Bangladesh would probably be favourites, but I think Sri Lanka would be favourites. One, because it's home conditions. Two, because they've played a tough game very recently against Afghanistan. And once you win a tough game, usually you win the next one as well. 
بنگلہ دیش ول نیڈ Well, uh, head-to-head clashes, the most recent ones. Sri Lanka has won the last two with Bangladesh. Uh, the recent performance, uh, last five matches for both the teams, Sri Lanka has been winning uh, for the last five. And if they, miss, uh, uh, if they win the next one, this will be uh, the longest winning streak that Sri Lanka has had. In, I think, That's I, a very I interesting know. start. Yeah. Again, it would be interesting Caesar, to think that Sri Lanka actually haven't lost a game in the last five. No, they haven't actually. They've won one, two, three, four, five matches. And Bangladesh has lost one, lost one, and then lost to Pakistan. So I'm just going by stats. And my basic level knowledge <laughs> says that loss, <laughs> win, loss, win, loss, and then another win. <laughs> so I'm going to back Bangladesh on this one. Okay. Well, I think... Um... I think Sri Lanka might just get the longest streak. So, we'll find out tomorrow. I hope there is a game. And if the game happens, I still think Sri Lanka favorites. You've got Bangladesh as favorites. Yeah, we'll see how yeah. this plays out. To be honest, it can go horribly wrong for Sri Lanka with the Bangladesh bowling attacks. Because if, they, if they're able to deliver the goods, I do think they might be able to take care of the Sri Lankan batting order. But personally, I just think they're going to be too good. So, my question is, uh, what's the... What's the pitch report for tomorrow's match? Is it more spinner-friendly? Uh, we've seen the scores for the last uh, Achha, four irony, years. Irony, like, the irony is that I don't think anybody's focused on the game for Friday. I think everybody's so worried about... And, sorry, for the game on Saturday. Everybody's so consumed by the Pakistan-India clash on Sunday that I haven't seen a lot of content about the pitch report or the conditions for Saturday. Um, I read mm. something, and I think you also pointed out that... Sunday Valley Jovikita is expected to be a bowler's heaven. So I according to use one. that according to a resource, I think it's India yeah. NDTV or something. And uh, just thinking on those lines, because they're playing in the same stadium, the square is going to be very similar. Which is why I think it would still be a bowler-friendly situation. I also think it would be it's going to be high 30s uh-huh. uh, on the weather. Uh, and there's a lot of rain around, which means there's a humid conditions only. And I also think there's going to be a lot of moisture around, which is why I yeah. expect the ball to swing a lot more, uh, yeah. which, which again, all of these things point towards a baller-friendly condition. Um, and I think it will come down to a battle of the bowling um, camps. And I think uh, uh, Bangladesh have better bowling stocks But I think Sri Lanka can tackle them because it is home conditions for them. They deal yeah. with this every day. They, they well, manage them well. Well, uh, the Premadasa Stadium offers, um, you know, they have uh, uh, historically a spinner-friendly wicket. That's what it says on one of the websites. So the average score is around 248. Uh, but the pitch is expect- expected to play better in Asia Cup 2023. um uh, inside sport and a lot of quick reads quick buzz or they're, they're all saying that it might be a spinner friendly and a bowler friendly wicket um but then again we'll have to see on saturday but the interesting baat ye ki you just said ke based on the stats ke it is supposed to be a spinner friendly wicket right 
Yeah. If you look at the the best bowling figures at the stadium, I think it's actually Angelo Matthews. I think he got oh, six really? for so. twenty. I think he got six for twenty against India, and that game Sri Lanka actually beat India by hundred and thirty eight runs or hundred and forty runs or something. So even mm-hmm. though they are expected to be spinner friendly wickets, मुझे ऐसा लगता है कि जो medium pacers हैं, they seem to be getting a lot more wickets in the region lately. Um, and the wickets seem to be sporting bowlers that bowl in that one twenty, one thirty range. Mm. Okay. Um, um, well, best bowling uh, stats. Let's look look at the ODI stats uh, in this one. So you're right. Angelo Matthews caught six wickets in twenty runs in six overs, a wicket per over against India in two thousand and nine. Let's look at a more recent stat, which is in 2021 against South Africa, uh, Sri Lanka versus South Africa. Um, the Braves Shamsi got five wickets at 49 runs, which is a spinner. Um, and so, so, it's going to be interesting about it. The Braves Shamsi is a wrist spinner. Yeah. Okay. okay. And yeah. I feel like he relies a lot more on his wrist. So somebody like Kuldeep might be very helpful on these wickets. And again, that's probably for for a later later podcast. But he's a wrist spinner. He's not relying on a lot of revs from his hand or his fingers. The wrist. Another. Uh, sorry, an, uh, another um, stat. Uh, just exactly two years back, seven September twenty twenty one, uh, from uh, Teek Shana from Sri Lanka, uh, four um, uh, wickets on thirty seven runs in ten overs against South Africa. Uh, on the same pitch, and he's a right arm off break. So he's off break, but he relies heavily on his seam. So Tikshana uh, yeah. starts the bowling for Sri Lanka, and uh, again, not a turner of the ball. Tikshana yeah. relies on drift, and Tikshana relies on his seam to land properly and the ball to drift into the batsman. So mm-hmm. again, मुझे ऐसा लगता है कि that Tikshana getting wickets means that the ball sort of drifts, थोड़ा सा move करता है seam के ऊपर, इतना शायद straight नहीं आता. And it moves a little bit, so he gets wickets. The Braves Shamsi might be an anomaly, but he's a wrist spinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, I think that I think there's going to be a bit of movement on the wicket. It yeah. might not turn as much. I feel like a little bit of wicket may movement hogi, but that would be seam movement, and it would not necessarily be a lot of turn. That's just my view. Another interesting stat: <laughs> the number six bowler to perform, the sixth best bowler to perform on that pitch is none other than our own Shahid Afridi. And against Canada, he's he got five wickets on twenty-three runs in ten overs in twenty-eleven. That's our best. That's a word, man. I mean, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I don't know. But that's, yeah, right. So, I mean, Lala has gotten wickets. I think everywhere, to be honest, Lala he has gotten Lala wickets. Every, and I and I don't think he the wicket ever made a difference to him. I think he just got not, wickets. Yeah. I think I think it was just his enigma. I think bigger teams playing against Afridi, he might even have bowled a 130 kph ball. To be honest, with Afridi, you can expect anything. The guy eats balls and can bowl bouncers. He can do But, anything. Yeah. Do you think we bitch about the pitch a lot? Uh, bitch about the pitch. That's going to be our logo. That's not right. That's interesting. Do we bitch about the pitch a lot these days? Was it be- was it better in the old days, or is it the same? Yeah, I think it's a lot of uh, novice podcasters like us that have sort of brought these things into question, right? Because I think, मुझे लगता है, there's a lot more people actually watching the game with a lot more interest. पहले मुझे लगता है कि there used to be a lot of seasonal fans. You know, you would just turn up the TV, watch the game, and listen mm-hmm. to other people talk. Maybe mm-hmm. people weren't taking that critical angle to the to the sport itself. 
now i think with with the advent of technology there's a lot of people now a lot more involved those are details mein jaate hain when you go into the details cricket mein basically sabse bada factor hai wicket it's the weather mm-hmm. and the wicket that you're playing in the conditions you're playing in and that usually seems to live up to these things because now we've got so much so many numbers available har cheez ke numbers hain batting yeah. records hain bowling records hain jiski wajah se mujhe lagta hai i think it's become a lot more relevant but that also means that teams have done a lot of their homework because they have access to similar and way more information than this uh which is why they're able to prepare better they're able to make better team selections um all in all i i i do think it's quite helpful uh and it's not necessarily been easy uh for uh, some of the teams to deal with these conditions because a lot of decisions are being made based on the data but cricket is such a sport ke i think it's more mental than the conditions itself if you're mentally tough for example pakistan batting against bangladesh they could have thrown in the towel because the ball was moving they were not getting runs and had they thrown in the towels like the teams in of the days by gone we would actually be talking about a completely different game but because they've realized that we can actually win games they sort of take conditions out of it and make sure that they believe in their own ability to win a game from any situation at the end of the day personally in my view i do think cricket is a very mental sport more than a skill itself conditions make a difference but they are just a contributory factor you still have to back your skill to win a game that's true 100% agreed uh, that was good yaar that was bahut acha acha tumne bola matlab maza aaya mujhe sunke hamare abhi jab hi aage jayegi to hamare jo che listeners hain unko bhi bahut maza aayega to pata hai maine wo listeners ka you texted me something and i'm very intrigued who is listening to us from the philippines <laughs> yeah i am glad someone is listening to us other than yeah uh, whoever you, know, you are in our house very kind of you and and there's also one guy in belgium so whoever you are and if you understand english or if you understand urdu um thank you very much please share our podcast and uh, actually yeah. if you listen if you listen to this one as well and anybody who does give us a feedback on the language that we should be talking in because i feel yeah. like मुझे लगता है कि इफ यू टॉक इन इंग्लिश इंटायरली यू फील लाइक यू आर एलिनेटिंग पीपल हु कैन नॉट अंडरस्टैंड इंग्लिश एंड आई फील लाइक इफ वी टॉक इन उर्दू वी समटाइम्स एलिनेट पीपल दैट डू नॉट अंडरस्टैंड उर्दू इट्स वी ट्राइंग टू फाइंड द राइट बैलेंस जहां पे वी आर एबल टू सॉर्ट ऑफ गेट आवर मैसेज अक्रॉस टू पीपल अक्रॉस डिफरेंट लैंग्वेजेस अक्रॉस डिफरेंट पार्ट्स ऑफ द वर्ल्ड बट या आई थिंक आई एम एंजॉयिंग इट आई डोंट नो हाउ डू यू फील अबाउट दिस Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it. I actually feel more relaxed in this one. You can, uh, you know, you never know. Kabi be English. Okay, goodbye. Ho jati hai. So you know, you know. Meri to on record ho gayi thi last time. Yeah, it's hard to be uh, multilingual. Okay, <clears throat> and we're multilingual. We're not just bilingual. You can speak Punjabi as well. Um, and I speak a little bit of um, uh, Spanish. Um, you know. I mean, so, there was absolutely no reason to show off. <laughs> I have no, no idea why you were trying to do that. Hola, como estas? Muy bien, sí. Okay, bye. Sayonara. उसके बाद स्पैनिश भी ओके सायोनारा हो जाती है. Yeah, I can I can speak a little bit of Italian to be honest. Oh my yeah, God! I, yeah, I, I, I can I can yeah. say pene pesto. <laughs>
yeah um, but no yeah uh, it's uh, it, this one has been more relaxed i think we're trying we're finding our uh, niche now and uh, as we move forward we will have more live viewings we will have uh, a few shorts ready for youtube as well and we'll launch it step by step but meanwhile we are open our twitter page is set up it has zero followers <laughs> we don't even follow it so please do <laughs> yeah, and so we we we've yeah. got very high levels of self respect we refuse to follow ourselves we like exactly. on people we shouldn't be doing that yeah so i'm i'm begging my wife to to follow it so let's see if she does <laughs> <laughs> and she retweet something or i shouldn't say twitter anymore it's x now so you know uh bhai ka uh, account hai x twitter ki twitter ki branding itni strong hai ki mujhe lagta hai ki i don't even think of it as x until somebody says it's actually x <laughs> what thanks for thanks for that zabardasti ki ियम um we want our content to be better so please do give us feedback hashtag finalx podcast we're going to end this here and uh, we'll see you in the next one which will be tomorrow and the day after and we'll keep on releasing episodes and if you have any feedback we're open to it um yeah and uh, see you guys next time see you sarmat perfect see you bro